Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. have another local artist in the studio with me. I'm joined this after, this morning uh, by Kaz Carter. Uh, she's an author and illustrator and she has her first book. Her first book has been published and it's out now. And it's and I know you can hear this noise because Kaz brought me a copy. Can I just say a signed copy of the book? I'm super excited. And it's called Get Your Pl- Get Out Your Pluggers. Kaz, welcome. So welcome to the program. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm very excited to be here today, actually. I'm very excited because not only did she bring me a book, she bought donuts. I'll tell you (laughs) what, anyone who brings donuts is a good friend of mine. (laughs) Okay, Kaz, we're going to talk about the book. We're going to talk about the journey to the book. But first thing, what's a plugger? Right. I'm glad you asked (laughs) because a lot of people have come forward and said, what's pluggers? What does that mean? Get out your pluggers. um, Pluggers are actually thongs or flip-flops, some people call them. Or jandals. Oh, I haven't heard that one. Maybe I should have changed the title to that. <laughs> no, no, the, the Kiwis. The Kiwis oh, have jandals. Yes, love yes. it. Um, yes, yeah, so pluggers actually originated in the Gold Coast. And because of the little plug under yes, yes. the actual um, thong itself, that's where it actually came out as pluggers. So, yeah, so if you Google um, plugger, you will actually see all lots of pluggers. Oh. And there's also another little sort of um, meaning to pluggers in the book. Um, the family themselves are called the plugger, plugger family. Oh, that's so, their surname. Yeah, that's their surname. <gasps> so you'll see it on the number plate on their car as well. Oh, I love it. Now, you are author illustrator. Yes, correct. So you, this is everything I'm holding in my hand is yours. You've yes. done that. You've done the illustrations. You've yes. done all the writing. Were you, were you that sort of person, a kid growing up? Were you always writing stories? Is this, has it always been oh, your life? Yes. I've loved um, drawing since primary school. Um, and my art teacher actually approached my parents to say, I think you should put her into proper lessons, that there's um, something, you know, there. Um, and I'd draw for hours on like underwater scenes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, lots of coral and fish and all that sort of stuff. So I was always fascinated. So my next book coming out, um, The Adventures of Fish Fingers, is actually um, based on a mar- marine aquarium. So there's heaps of coral and fishes and I've just had a ball drawing that one up. Now, you just, you know, quietly mentioned that my next book coming out. A little birdie told me you have quite a number of books on, yes. on the on the road, don't you? So in the next five years, I have 11 books coming out. So every six months, I'll have a children's book coming out. Are, are they just pouring out of you? Like, do you just wake up yeah. in the morning and think, oh, that's another idea for a story? Oh, absolutely. Um, the other day, I had to go shopping for my son because he grew out of his clothes and I had an idea for a book in town. So I stopped at a a cafe, I ordered a mug of coffee and I sat there and wrote a whole novel in about 25 minutes. Oh my Lord. Yeah. So that when it flows, it just flows. Yeah. So so did you set out on a, on a bit of a quest? Did you have a bit of a a plan? I'm going to be a children's uh, book author and illustrator is, or did it just happen? So what actually, when I finished high school, my love of the arts 
was, you know, I really wanted to do something along that line. So I um, studied graphic design and majored in illustration. Um, but as you know, being an artist, it's really hard to get work and yeah. to get a regular income. So my next passion was I went into nursing. So I did my bachelor degree in nursing and postgraduate in orthopedics. Something to pay the bills. Something to pay the <laughs> bills, exactly, a regular income. And um, so I was a nurse for about 18 years. And then about four years ago, um, I got a serious spinal cord injury and I had to give up nursing. So um, it was very hard, lots of operations, lots of, you know, recovery and physio and stuff. So from that, I reconnected back to the craft of writing and drawing because I spent a lot of time in hospital and it sort of started, that's how I sort of got through to this journey here. So was getting back into that creative side of you, was that part of your healing process? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, yes, I, I absolutely believe that. Yeah, I do because I had so much time where I couldn't move and I was stuck in, in bed. Um, so I think that helped me along the way. But I think what got things going was my son came home from school and he was in grade three, grade four. And um, anyway, he said, oh, are you into, can you draw mum? And I'm like, can yes. you, can you draw mum? <laughs> anyway, because mums can't do much. Yeah, no, and I said, look, I'll, I'll give it a go. What's going on? And he said, well, um, everyone at school are doing comics. And he said, could you draw me a comic? And I said, yeah, yeah, sure. So um, when I was in hospital, I had I was there for a day every two weeks, so I had heaps of time on my hands. So I started drawing the comics while I was in hospital, and I used to say to them, "Put the IV in my left hand so I can draw with my right." <laughs> so they they got to know that anyway. Um, so that was called Night Ninja, right. and um, Sam brought it to school, and the kids loved it. And then everyone say, was saying, "Well, when's the next one coming out?" And then it started being a weekly. Then I started getting text messages and emails, even from the teachers, saying, "When's the next one coming out?" So um, by the end, I had a proper production line. So on the weekend, um, my husband would photocopy it. Yes. Um, and then I'd draw. Um, he'd photocopy and Sam would staple and would put it all in a line and then Sam would staple them and then on a Monday morning give them out to all the grade you know, the kids that came up and then it sort of started getting to like 200 kids running up watch, <laughs> wanting a comic. So I guess... I hope you were charging for these comics. No, not at all. <laughs> no, it's for the kids. I know. But they've been really um, helpful because I've been able to interview the kids as I go and say what they like yes. and what they don't like. And I've been targeting sort of boys because it's really hard finding books for them to be interested in. So, um, do, you, do you find that that age group of boys, there's, there's, there's foot, uh, there are books about footy, mm -hmm. like um, – um, oh, I remember when my boys were little, you know, there was the, the Nibbles books and the Aussie Bites and yep. up there because like, there, was, there was books about footy. But if you're not into footy, is it yep. a bit limited? Yeah, absolutely. And mine's probably, um, it's a picture book. So it's not quite the other footy books is for an older kid to yes, read yes. where I'm trying to hit the market of the, you know, seven to 10 year old. So um, it's it's a very funny. I like all my books to be extremely funny and just for people to have a good laugh. And the best thing about them, there's no hidden meaning or agenda. It's just <laughs> nonsense, silly, wacky fun and um, something for the um, kids to, the like if parents are reading it to kids as a bedtime story, 
story. There's lots of little hidden um, sort of meanings there that I'm sure the parents would have a good laugh. So, for example, um, Matilda goes into a Darwin um, toad race. Right. So, and Matilda is um, young, uh, she's one of the youngest. She's the youngest girl yep. in the book. And so, um, unfortunately, all the toads were gone by the time they got there. So mum came up with a brilliant idea and turned one of the pluggers into a toad. So she was back in the race. But everyone cheered her on and she won. But, hey, instead of, um, you know, getting a normal prize, she wins a meat pack. As, a, as, as, as you do, there you go. There's a meat pack. Oh, yep. She's got chops and the third place only got sausages. Yeah, she's the winner. I think third place is hamburgers. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so it's just, it's really quirky, yeah. really funny and yeah, just something totally different. The other thing that I like about it is because this family's travelling around Australia and so many families do, don't yep. they? They pack up their van and pack up their car and, and off they go. Um, but in each destination, there's a little map. Yes. Uh, at the, in the corner of the page yep. and it shows you where in the country that they're up to. Yep. Um, and I tell you what, I never knew that pluggers or thongs or jandals or flip-flops had yep. so many uses. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy, isn't it? But uh, look, I think a lot of people can relate to these traveling stories anyway. That's that that's sort of what, um, when you come back, you remember all the things that went wrong, not yes. all the good stuff. <laughs> So I guess this book's got some quirkiness about, you know, travelling and all that sort of stuff. I know, you do. I mean, and, and the, the best stories from the road yep. are actually when everything went wrong, yes, aren't they? unfortunate events. <laughs> um, and what, I was going to say something else about travelling. Um, well, there's so many that are, that are heading around because we, we couldn't go overseas for a long time and a, a lot of families yeah, COVID, can't, can't yeah. even afford it because yeah. the flights are so expensive. Yeah, yeah. Um, and something different, not in all my books, but some of my books I've written, um, I've started to introduce a glossary. Uh-huh. Um, so if you see at the end of the book, it has one and it's a really good way to introduce kids how to use it because um, in Particularly this book, it's Aussie slang. Yes, I've got you. There's dead horse, which and is tomato sauce. <laughs> there's frog and toad. Yep, the, hit road. the road. Yes, the gas guzzler. Yeah, the yep. car. So, um, yeah, at the start of the book, it says that if you're having trouble with the Aussie lingo, then head to the dusty end of the book and have a look at the glossary. So it, it sort of makes the kids go back and forth. Yeah, it's and it will last longer as a fun book because they've got to work out what they're actually saying. But um, in saying that as well. Um, there's a lot of overseas people um, that love our Aussie lingo and I've was... had lots of people come to me saying, I'm going to send them overseas for Christmas and all that sort of stuff. So, um, and a few um, up Queensland um, interested in putting them in their souvenir shops. So, oh, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So, Kaz, um, can I ask, there was a point where you're, so you're writing the um, the ninja books or the, yep. the ninja comics, and then you've got the idea of the get out your pluggers. What did it take, like internally for you to approach a publisher? Like, was that, was that massive? Like, how did, how did that work for you? Um, look, excuse me, sorry, my voice just went then. Um, it was... I'd lost so much in my life and my identity as a person when I had my spinal cord injury. And the thing is, you don't get to plan anything. It happens and then your whole life just absolutely changes. So I thought, you know, I need to do something and I always love drawing and stuff like that. So, um, and then the kids gave me the confidence in Night Ninja. And so then I thought, right, I'll 
put pen to paper, see how I go. I'm a little bit different. I do the opposite. I tend to do the drawings first and then the story comes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm more of a visual person. And then I just thought, right, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to submit them. You, you know, you have to be careful when you submit your um, books because a lot of places have closed dates mm-hmm. and they're only open for a very certain time and if you hand in before that time they just put it straight in the bin they yeah. won't even look at it so I just wrote everything down which publisher I was going to approach um, and what suited me so yeah so I just handed them all in and then in about two weeks um, I got a lovely letter from Shoreline Publishing saying we'd love to have you on board and it was they've been absolutely fantastic and I'm um, yeah, it, we just work so well as a team, and I'm very proud of everyone in that team. Oh, amazing! Because, I mean, I know there's you know a lot of authors when they're starting out, they get a lot of rejection letters. Yes. Um, so to hear that you had such success so quickly mm. is really encouraging. Yeah, but the first first week was you know rejections as well. <laughs> so I'm not going to say it's it's all it's that easy. Yeah. But even some of the replies were like three months later. It, it's not really instant that you get a reply. It's actually more normal that to wait three to four months to hear from anyone, and that's actually the normal time. And I believe you've got something coming up at the li- at the Leopold Library. Yes. Tell us about that. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I spent all week putting together all my boxes and displays and everything. So I will be at the Leopold Library um, doing my book launch of Get Out Your Pluggers, and that will be at 11 a.m. Um, if you can't make it it's this this Saturday, Saturday December this... 3rd, yeah. Um, so it will be this Saturday. Um, if you can't catch me then, I'm then at Dimmick's in Warren Ponds on the 10th of December on a Saturday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And I'm also, I'm not sure if you're aware of Clunes. Uh, book festival that's in oh, Ballarat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that will be March next year, and I'll be there as well. But um, look, if you want a signed copy, um, I do have uh, my book on eBay, and it says signed copy. And you can send me a message, and I can sign it and send it to you if you can't get out. Or the other thing is, if you would like the book, you can buy directly through Shoreline Publishing. Um, and if you Google it, you'll see the bookstores that are actually selling it as well online. And and who in Geelong? Where in Geelong can we go and get a physical copy? Dimmicks, I'm guessing, and in um, Yeah, I think Dimmicks at the moment because um, I think there was um, the first batch sort of ran out and then the second batch oh, they what were. A, what a pity. They ran out so <laughs> quick. How great. <laughs> oh, that was online. So, <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because um, I start to see um, the books being sold in America, in, in the UK. Wow. Um, so it's on Amazon as well. So, but yeah, look, you can either get the book directly through me, um, check uh, Dimix as well and who else? Um, yeah, just be at the launches if you want be to come and launches. see me personally. You can get it on the day. So Leopold Library, 11 a.m. this Saturday. Uh, you can head along and um, will you be doing a bit of a reading from the book? Case? Oh, absolutely. And sound effects and we've... Every signed book, there'll be a free show bag. I, I've got a little bit of a, yes, a, bit got of a, a forward a taste look. of it. I, I'm very impressed. There's a um, plugger's key ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there's even Smarties. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Um, Kaz, congratulations oh, thank uh, you on so this. Much. I think it's I think it's really wonderful, and I'm really glad that um, you know, even though you've come through your spinal cord injury, and you yep. thought life was actually 
not really how you thought it was going to be. It's yep. really turned a corner and changed and um, and has really, you know, um, become to be such a exciting thing. You are just a bundle of energy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any words of wisdom for anyone who's out there who thinks they've got a children's book in them? What would you, what would you suggest? Um, I probably I would first start off at the um, conferences. I think uh, the CFA has one, um, and they'll they have a lot of authors, and they'll tell you how to go ahead and um, get into the industry and do your research. So be careful. Don't don't um, put things in your books. For example, Beyblades, because it could be two years till your book's published, and then no one they're yes. out, nobody's with it. So do your research. Make sure it's. Um, yeah, something that's not a trend because by the time it gets through, it might not. But yeah, go to the, do a min, like join a writers group on Facebook. Uh, go to conferences, do workshops, and you'll meet a lot of people like mind and um, and you help each other out. Yeah, so, that's yeah. fantastic. That's wonderful. Kaz, congratulations again Thank on the you. book. Um, head along to Leopold Library um, this Saturday at eleven a.m. and for your taste of. Get out your pluggers by Kaz Carter. Well done. Congratulations. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing.